Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Brilliant. Well, today I'm talking um, for a few moments about the power of perspective. And um, yeah, power is perspective. Got a few things for you. Have you ever, I mean, hands up, give me a wave if you've been on an airplane before. Okay. I know I've been on an airplane before, and I know that when I boarded the plane um, in whatever airport it was, it was tipping it down with rain. And, uh, but then when we boarded the plane and we flew to about 30,000 feet above the clouds, we saw a very different story. So it might have been raining downstairs, <laughs> down on the ground, but 30,000 feet. It's absolute sunshine, a different perspective, a different height. Now, many, many of you might have seen some of these things um, before, but there's very different things to do with perspective called optical illusions. What do you see? Sorry? Two faces. Does anyone see two faces? Anyone see anything different? A chalice or a cup, Yes. So two faces are looking into each other, or a cup. Here's another one. What do you see? Shout it out. A duck. <laughs> Who sees a duck? Great. Anyone see anything different? A rabbit. Yes. <laughs> now here's a classic. This is a classic when it comes to optical illusions and, and, and uh, psychology. What do you see? Sorry? A lady? What age? Young or old? All right, hands up if you, if you see an older lady. Hands up if you see a younger lady. Well, the younger lady, that's her necklace, and she's looking in that direction. If it's an older lady, she's looking down, and that's her nose. So she's looking down, got a feather in her hat. Okay. Here's another one. What do you see? Someone said a sax... Who sees a, who sees a sax, saxophone player? Saxophonist. Who sees something different? What do you see? A face. A face. Can you see a face? face of a lady. Looking straight at us with hair on the side. It's amazing. Same picture, but different perspectives that we see. Leanne once had to change her perspective in life on me. I've said this before. But Leanne once said to, us, said to herself, and uh, when I asked her to, if she'd like to go out with me, you've heard this before, but she said um, she'd just to think about it. She always had this thing. She'd never go out with anyone um, short on herself, anyone that wore glasses, or with ginger hair. So I got on all three counts. She had to change her perspective on me. Who, who likes to go to an all-you-can-eat buffet place? An all-you-can-eat buffet. I love it. I love it, but it's amazing how your perspective changes when you go. One time we were in America, went to this theme park, um, and uh, we thought, well, for $10, which wasn't very much, for the whole day at the park, we could eat whatever, well, not what, we could eat as much as we wanted of three different types of food. It was pasta, 
pizza and, and burger. Sounded good at the time because we were hungry. But when you're halfway through the, do- the, the day and you've already had pasta, pizza and burger, you don't want anything else. You don't want to look at another burger in your, in your life. My perspective changed. And our perspective changes in life, doesn't it? It's great to see you all today. Welcome to church. Welcome if you're a guest or if you're listening on podcasts. But our perspective can change in life. Maybe at the moment in your life, your perspective is changing on your married partner. Maybe you think in your life that that person will never change or never be what you want them to be. It's true. We think that sometimes, don't we? Maybe in your, if you're a student, maybe you think, I will never get through this latest batch of deadlines. I'll never do this. And the reality is sometimes when we get through it, we do get through it and our perspective changes. Maybe as, an, as a person in work, you think, gosh, how am I ever going to hit this targets? Or I'm stuck in this job. I could never achieve this dream job that I have. Maybe as an individual you might think this morning, I'll never amount to much. Or I'm never any good at doing this. I could never be any good at doing that. The reality is, it's all about perspective. And today I just want to just hone in on one key thought. Changing your perspective gives your life new purpose. Changing your perspective gives your life new purpose. And today we're going to be looking at the whole Easter story, Easter account I don't like to use the word, use the word stories because stories talk, talk about fictitious. Easter account from four different viewpoints. What happened on that first Sunday morning from four different perspectives. So if you have your Bible, please turn with me to John chapter 23, sorry, chapter 23 and verse 55. And we'll be reading through to John chapter 24 and verse 12. It will come up on the screens. But we're looking at the Easter account from four different perspectives. And remember that changing your perspective gives your life new purpose. And the women who had come with him from Galilee followed after, and they observed the tomb and how his body was laid. Then they returned and prepared spices and fragrant oils, and they rested on the Sabbath according to the commandments. So here we've got um, some women, a few Marys, Salome, and they've basically been observing where Jesus' body has been buried, laid in a tomb. They've now gone home to prepare some uh, anointing oils so they can come back after the Sabbath day, the Sabbath being the Saturday, come back on the Sunday morning, the early hours, and embalm his body as part of his burial. Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they, that's the women, and, and certain other women with them, came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. The first thing to say, that stone is probably going to be about, um, it's going to be really, really heavy. Probably would take at least two men, two strong men, to roll it away, at least. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. Now just stop with me for one moment and think about these women. These women were close followers of Jesus. 
The thing about Jesus, Jesus was countercultural. Jesus lifted up people, lifted up the poor, lifted up people, and lifted up women. The culture of the day put women in a box, put women in a corner. But Jesus embraced women, lifted them up. And these three women were his followers, his disciples, and his friends. And that's what they might have been feeling at this point. As he approached the tomb, went into the tomb, and suddenly found nobody. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? These angels are telling the women, why are you seeking the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee. And at this point in time, no one is expecting, we know this account after it's all happened, but no one is expecting Jesus to rise again. Even though countless prophecies in the Old Testament had prophesied it was going to happen. But no one was expecting Jesus to rise again. People were sad, as you would be, as I would be, if we were followers of Jesus there and then. They were sad. They were mourning. They'd seen tragic circumstances. And suddenly they hear this news, that he's risen again, just as he said when he was in Galilee. He said in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day rise again. And they remembered his words. Imagine just then if you were the women and you remembered his words just then. Wow. You've got this amazing vision or angels in front of you telling this truth. You can see for your own eyes that Jesus' body is no longer there. And you remember that at time when Jesus says, I've got to die. And come back to life again. Maybe you might start to believe. Certainly, wonder, amazement might fill your heart as it would do my my heart. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. The eleven apostles were all gathered, as well as some other of Jesus' followers. They were all gathered together in hiding. And they went and told these things to them. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. How are they going to be met? They're going to be met with, uh, amazing, that's great. And it says in verse 11, and their words seemed to them like idle tales. And they did not believe them. Wow. They did not believe them. The 11 apostles, close friends of Jesus, trainees of Jesus who take on the message later on, did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb, and stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. Amazing. Amazing. Remember this. Changing your perspective gives your life new purpose. Changing your perspective gives your life new purpose. I don't care how, what age you are or, or background, sometimes we just need new purpose. Sometimes we need freshness in our lives. Sometimes we need new, new energy in a certain area of our lives. 
but we're stopped by our own thinking, our own grey matter, as it were. But changing our perspective can give us new purpose. So four perspectives we're going to quickly go through this morning are the women, the apostles, Peter, and God himself. Perspective number one, the women were seeking the dead. The women were seeking the dead. Well, what do you mean? Because the angel said, why are you seeking the living among the dead? But they weren't seeking the living. They went out with their spices to embalm the body of Jesus. They went to a dead place, the tomb, expecting to see the dead body of Jesus. They were seeking the dead among the dead. Seeking the dead among the dead. Close followers and friends of Jesus who were in mourning. And they were doing their duty. They loved Jesus. The 11 apostles had scarpered in hiding. But these, these women were doing their duty. They, they were going to try and meet the needs of just embalming his body, caring for his body, the body of the one they loved on this Easter Sunday morning, doing their duty, just getting on with life, doing the right thing, doing the right thing, but blinker to the truth, not knowing what was gonna, they were going to encounter. Their perspective was Jesus was dead. I don't know about your life. Maybe you're just doing the right thing in life. You just go on, you're doing the right thing, you, you live a good life, you, you, you try your best at whatever you do in life, whether it's work or, or, or just helping people out. You're doing your best, but your perspective is limited. Well, this morning, God wants to raise your perspective. He wants to lift your perspective. He wants to lift your gaze to something higher. He wants to take you higher. He wants to take you so you actually seek the living among the living, not the living among the dead, and certainly not the dead among the dead. He wants to lift your gaze so you can see higher, further, have fresh purpose, even in the normal, mundane, and ordinary tasks of life. Amen? God wants to do that for you this morning. The women were seeking the dead. They were going about their duty, but God had other plans. And I just think when they encountered those angels and saw the empty tomb, their faith level was lifted to a whole new level. And God can do that for you this morning. Perspective number two. The apostles were seeking nothing. The apostles. There were 12 apostles and many other followers of Jesus. And Judas, as we know in the account, betrayed Jesus and went and hung himself. So now there's 11 remaining apostles. And actually, I'll say there's nine apostles that were seeking nothing. Because as soon as they heard the woman's story, and the woman would have gone in and said, guess what we saw? They'd have come in excited. You'll never believe what has happened. You'll never believe it. Have you ever had some news that you couldn't wait to tell someone about? You just couldn't wait to go and see your friend, your neighbor, your family member. Guess what's happened? And these women, I'm sure, would have been exactly like this. They couldn't wait to tell, you're never going to believe this. It's happened, just as he said. But it was met with 
hard hearts, cold hearts, unbelieving hearts. The apostles were seeking nothing because their hearts were hardened. Now let's not give the apostles a hard time here because put yourself in their shoes, fearing for their lives. Their leader, their master, their, their rabbi, meaning teacher, had been killed. Not just died, he'd been arrested, tortured, and killed. And the same could happen to them. Moments before we hear about Peter saying, I'll never deny you, Lord. And, and Jesus said, well, before the, the, the cock crows three times, you'll, twice, you'll deny me three times. It's easy to say something when it's going well, isn't it? But here they're in the brutal reality of life that Jesus had been crucified. And so they weren't seeking anything. They weren't expecting anything. They were in hiding thinking, what on earth's going on? And you know what? In life, life just happens. Life just happens to us. As we live our lives, the good, the bad, and the ugly happens. And sometimes we've got no control over what happens in our lives. And it's, our perspective might be, oh, why has this happened to me? Our perspective might be, oh, God, this really hurts. And if we allow it, our perspective can cause our hearts to become hard. It's true. It's very real. It's very real. But God doesn't want us to keep a hard heart. God is able to change our perspective, to look higher, to soften our hearts, and to believe again. To believe again. To believe, not just in a God that is good, not just in Jesus that has risen from the get, again from the dead, but that your life can have new purpose. God wants to give new purpose to your life, church. God wants to give your life fresh purpose. And if you're in a place of, of a hard heart, a hurting heart, fear not. God sees that, God knows, and God can lift you, lift your gaze to a high level. The apostles were seeking nothing. The third perspective. Peter was seeking the truth. The Bible says that as soon as they heard these things, the, the, the apostles thought they were like idle tales. But the Bible says that Peter went and ran. He ran. Actually, it wasn't just Peter. It was Peter and John. In, the, in John's account, it was Peter and John. And I can imagine Peter being a bit of a big fella, you know, Slow runner. And the Bible says that, Peter, that John outran Peter as he reached the tomb. The interesting thing was, as he approached the tomb, John stayed at the entrance of the tomb and looked in. But not Peter. Well, you know about Peter. He's always putting his oar in it. He was always, he's, he's an all or nothing man. All or nothing man. And he didn't just run to the tomb, probably out of breath. But he entered the tomb. And he looked and he saw the cloths. In John's account, the napkin that was over Jesus' head had been neatly folded and put in a different location. Isn't that amazing? As if someone had just got out of bed, woken up, put their pajamas under their pillow and said, it's finished, it's done. And as soon as they saw that, it says that Peter marveled and John believed. Amazing. Amazing. And we can all be on a journey of seeking the truth, can't we? Maybe we're here today and we're not yet a Christian. But we're on the journey of trying to seek the truth. Let me encourage you. That's a good and an excellent journey to be on. 
keep seeking, keep trying to find out who is Jesus. Why did he really die? What's the meaning to my life and purpose? I promise you, God loves those sort of questions. God loves those, those prayers from your heart. Says, well, if you're really there, God, then show me. Because God loves nothing better than to reveal himself to man and humankind. Peter was seeking the truth. And the final perspective was God was seeking people. God was seeking people. The whole reality of this topsy-turvy account of Jesus and people who expect him to be a, a, a political figure, a Messiah, that was going to come and, and bring freedom to the Jews at the time. He's died. Where's all the sense in this? We're looking at it from a different angle. We need to look at it from the angle of God himself. And when we look at it from the angle of God himself, even that doesn't make sense. Because gods surely are to be revered. Gods surely are to be, you know, never thought of as, a, as something small, are great, are to be reverenced. Gods surely are to be praised and honoured. But here we've got, as we look back just over 2,000 years, the account of a God seeing a situation where humankind has sinned, done wrong thoughts, actions, said wrong things. I'm sure all of us can acknowledge, don't raise your hands, that we've done those wrong things. And the reality is, the Bible says that the, the punishment for doing wrong things is death. Well, Dave, this sounds really, really unkind. Well, it's a bit like, if I, if I had created the world and set some laws in place, it's my world and they're my laws. No matter what I thought about those laws, I can't change those laws, they're the laws. The Bible says that the wages or the... The rewards of sin is, is death. So imagine it. For any wrong thing that I've ever done, I deserve to die. Wow. But you know the great thing is, and this is the mystery and the greatness of this perspective from God, is God thought, well, he didn't give up on us. He knew we were going to mess up. So what happened? God himself became a man. He didn't just come like a, the appearance of a man. He didn't just look like a man, but he was really, he became as a man. We know the, the account. He was born of Mary at Christmas time. Became as a man. So many identified with our suffering, injustice. He, he identified with pain, with grief, with sorrow, with joy, with happiness. And allowed himself to be killed. So God was making a way, and the very laws that he set up before time began, he was making a way that the price of all our wrongdoings was going to be paid. Isn't that amazing? And then what happened? He died. And when he rose again, he rose victorious over death. So you and I, if we just believe in God, turn our, change our mind and our attitude to living life, Say, God, help me to live my life better with your help. 
we can have everlasting life. Everlasting life. Why? Because Jesus rose again. Jesus was the first to rise again in this new day. And you can rise again too. Death is an inevitable part of life. Birth, death. But when we have hope in Jesus, we can live forever with Jesus. Isn't that amazing? But that doesn't, it, that's an odd perspective. It's the perspective not of any God, but of Father God, who loves us so much. Changing perspective gives your life new purpose. I don't know where you're at today in terms of life, but your life can have new purpose because Jesus is alive. Amen? Colossians 3, I love this from the message. It's not a translation, it's a message Bible. It says, so if you're serious about living this new resurrection life with Christ, act like it. Pursue the things over which Christ presides. Don't shuffle along, eyes to the ground, absorb the things right in front of you. Look up and be alert to what is going on around Christ. That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Church, whatever your perspective is today, there's higher things, there's greater things. God wants you to set up, the Bible says in the New King James Version of this, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Think differently. Choose a different perspective. God is on the throne. Maybe you're hurting today through life, through relationships, through even church. It doesn't matter. God loves you. God knew. Look up. Choose a different perspective. In your marriages, choose a different perspective that God is able to help those relationships in your friendships, in your workplaces, as a student, God is able to turn around your situations. Just see it from a different perspective. God has put you there. God knew you were going to be there. God can help you. Yes? Choose a different perspective. Changing perspective gives you a life, new purpose. So what can we do? What can you do about this today? To see from God's perspective, research into who Jesus is. If you're not a Yet a Christian, you can investigate, you can ask questions, you can attend an Alpha course. Alpha courses are brilliant. We're running one in a, in a few months' time. Alpha course is a great way of, of finding out about the basics of the Christian faith, asking any question in a safe environment, just finding out, researching who Jesus is. It doesn't matter what questions you have. God is bigger than your, your hardest question. It doesn't matter. God likes tough questions. Amen? God likes tough questions. Remember... What God has said. When the angel said to the women, just as he said, suddenly there would have been a shift in faith in the hearts of the women. What has God said in your life, church? What is God saying over your life? If you've written it down before, look back, read it, read it again, speak it out over your life. What has God said in your life? Not the life of your friend, but your life. And God is always speaking. God is always speaking. He speaks through the word. He speaks through creation. He speaks through, if we're open to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, it could be a thought, it could be a vision, it could be a dream. But we've got to make time to hear. We've got to make time to hear. To be still. To be silent. What has God said over your life? Three, review. Why do you seek the living among the dead. 
And the woman was seeking the dead among the dead. But the angel says, why are you seeking the living among the dead? And if you, if, if you like, the angel was making a bold statement saying, he is risen. He is risen. But the truth of fact, church, is we today can seek the living among the dead. We all want life. We all want joy. We want hope and peace. But sometimes we seek it in dead things. Dead things that don't result or bring us the life that we sometimes hope. Maybe you sometimes think, you know, whether it's as a Christian or not yet Christian, well, if I buy this thing, I'll get some happiness. But these things are only temporary and passing. Maybe if I, if I have this relationship, it'll be fine. When I get a boyfriend or girlfriend, when I get married, it's going to be different. It's not. Because we're putting our, our hope in the wrong things. If you like, in dead things. Things that don't give life. Angel said, why are you seeking the living among the dead? Amazing. Church, don't seek life in the wrong places. God wants us to enjoy life. God's not against you buying things and, and, um, and relationships and things. But God wants you to seek him first. Him first. Seek God first. Because from God, we draw life. God, we get fresh perspective. And finally, rekindle your passion for Jesus. Rekindle your passion for Jesus. To change your perspective means putting another log on the fire. I grew up in a house where my my dad always used to have this log fire going. And uh, I used to see the, he'd put some crack kindling wood on it. And then on the top of the coals, he'd light the kindling wood. And the fire would would light. But after a little while, the embers would grow dim. And even though it was warm, the, the fire would be going out. So what would my dad do? He'd put another log on the fire. And suddenly, out would come the heat again. Church, Christian here today, put a log on your fire. Put a log on your fire in your spiritual walk with Jesus. What does that look like? What could it look like? Time with God. Make space in the busyness of life for time with God. You may not have hours on end. It doesn't have to be hours on end. But make space for Jesus. Make space to listen to Jesus. Sometimes we've lost the art of silence. The busyness of life. We were talking last night at the Momentum Men's Ministry Night about distractions and Facebook and Twitter and all all those sort of things that demand our attention. Switch the phone off. Shut down the laptop with emails. Make space. Sometimes for silence. And time with others. Others that can encourage, fan the flame. Don't you know when you spend some time with some people that you just feel different? When you've been encouraged and not drawn you down? Rekindle your passion for Jesus. Put a log on your fire. Changing Your perspective gives your life new purpose. Changing perspective gives your life new purpose. My time's ended, but I just want to pray for you this morning. Is that okay? We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.